0: You know, you were asking, and the website is Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts,
1: Perrin. And no, that's not going to help them find the website. I know. The website is scotch.xtlpodcast.com, and I am your other co host, Cedius, and I am giving him the look. And it's bouncing off me, because I have an 11
0: year old. This is true. <laughs> and she puts me to shame when oh, it comes to the work. I... I, they 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 foolishly gave me a book of bad dad jokes. Oh no! Which I've been reading to them because that's what you do, and I get this. Oh God, no! <laughs> and they run off, and I'm like, "Well, this was a self-inflict. Perhaps, perhaps you're regretting your choice of Christmas presents." <laughs> um, because you know. If you can't torture your kid well, no. with bad dad jokes,
1: you're not trying hard enough. Well, no, this is a, see, this is a present to both of you. It's because now she has an excuse to run away and leave you alone. So you get some alone time, and she has an excuse to run away from you <laughs> that you accept as, oh, no, that's valid. Yeah. Win-win. <laughs> well, as we said, I'm one of your hosts, Parent. I'm yes. one of your hosts, tedious
0: And we you have a guest. guest. Hello, guest. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, my name is... Andre Bakley and I'm completely out of my element.
1: Awesome. He's also completely out of the basement that we've you know released him from after two weeks of confinement because you know that's what we do. Yeah. So, so the goat was liking the pets though. <laughs>
2: Somebody help me.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, we always let them out after the second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, but um, my food budget only goes so far. From what I understand, uh, you
0: well, you you are here as part of the winning bid for, uh, win a pod, win win a spot as a guest on our podcast. Uh, and as I understand it, your father won it and then gave it to you and was like, ha ha, you have, I've done my part. You have to go
1: drink. Seems like a bad plan, but you know. Bad plan for who? The the person who paid for it and doesn't get to have the scotch or the son that gets subjected to us? Yeah, though, that's, I was thinking the second, but you know, it is a lose-lose.
0: He doesn't get to have the podcast, and you have to. <laughs> oh, welcome. Welcome again. As we, as we said last time, real quick for any new listeners, uh, we are going to do two pours. Uh, what we do is we pour it. We nose it, which uh, means sniffing. We talk all sorts of things about what we smell, what we think we smell, what we wish we smelled, what we wish we didn't smell. Uh, we drink. We then add a little water. Uh, well, we... Uh, yeah. Then we drink, we add the water, we nose again, we drink again, and then we vote. Or we, we score. Excuse me.
1: Uh, that's fine. We've been we we've been letting you call it voting for long enough that, I, that that's just in your brain now. And that's, yep. 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 Brain worms. Yep. So, uh, the first
0: drink that we're having tonight is from the Loch Lomond Whiskies, the Inchmuren. And I will always... No matter how, hold on.
1: Oh, love that sound. God, it's awesome.
0: No matter how good or bad this is, the fact that it's Loch Lomond will always make me happy. Yep.
1: Is this a Deutschland Scotch? No, Wait. it's 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 Scottish. It's Loch Loch Lomond is a very uh, famous uh, Loch. It doesn't quite have the, the fame that Loch Ness has these days, but Loch it's Lomond, so. uh, you know, it's got at least one song. Yep. Also... Popular tourist destination, my understanding.
0: When my not-yet-wife and I went to Scotland, we stayed at a B&B at one end of Loch Lomond, and we ate at a lovely restaurant partway down the loch, and we drove along it. Gorgeous area. Highly, highly recommended if you are ever in Scotland. I highly recommend going to Scotland if you're ever able to go to Scotland.
2: I was in Ireland... Three years ago for whole Christmas to New Year's period. Went to Killarney and uh, took a shuttle all over mid-Ireland and finished the tour out in Dublin for New Year's. (laughs) It's a fantastic vacation.
0: I can
1: imagine. The extended family. I I would have had to go to Camara.
0: Yeah. That's a... There's a
1: delicious uh, Irish... Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. It, the, the, the particular pour that I like came in, in the wooden box that you, you see on the shelf there. But uh, my, my house is still decorated in the Trash Goblin, but here's some like pretty Scotches uh, <laughs> style uh, that uh, I have come to lazily accept. And so... The best way. Yep. <laughs> hmm, good enough. Uh,
0: and, and when I was in Scott the one time, well, now twice... I've been to Scotland once and England twice. Uh, My family went this uh, last March, and we spent seven or nine days in London. But when I was in Scotland, uh, we flew into London, took the train up to Scotland, and then drove around most of Scotland and then flew home, and that was a delight. But why wouldn't it be? You'd have to work hard to make yourself miserable being in Ireland or Scotland. Or England, for that matter. So, it is a fairly typical amber. Mm -hmm. Not too dark, not too light. Oh, it's got quite the nose. What is this? It's definitely got some alcohol going. A little caramel, kind of.
2: I just was got a whiff of it as you
0: said it. It's fairly one note. It's not
1: a bad note, but it's... I'm trying to see, is there There, anything? There's some hay in that caramel. I think is is what I'm getting. As it's, it's a, there's there's definitely a earthy plant. I can I can a, 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 a drier like fibrous plantness to this. I can see where you're going with that. It's definitely though,
0: from my my take, a secondary note. It is nowhere. It is not the primary. At least that's how it's striking.
1: Yeah. Me. Been long enough. I, I don't know that heather is the right thing either, but maybe it's leaning in that direction
0: the bonnie bonnie heather
1: mm. well let's see yep that's what I was expecting oh. <laughs> mm. so woof. Intermarin is one of those distilleries uh, <coughs> uh, that um, generally I haven't been particularly favored with although the, the the thing that stands out the most is the single grain that they put out and I've yet to have a single grain that, that I liked this is the 18 year so it's a little bit softer, but not that much. I don't know what you guys thought, but I I think that's a
0: well. It's a forty six percent, so it's a little up there. Yeah, it's a little punchy, but it's I'm getting kind of a a not a tannic wood, but like a balsa.
1: Yes, there, there there's a balseness to it. There's also a, a mossiness.
2: I would say it, like an undergrowth, if you can imagine. Yeah, this, pine needles and leaves. And I was I was gonna say this 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 is a like, smell. Like,
1: Leaves post winter, Mm -hmm. like it's composted a little bit. Cat, cat coming for your science. No cat cannot have science. I'm going to try
0: it again because initially it was really rough to begin with, but the finish was okay.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still. I'm going to wait for you to make face and then try to figure things out before I say what I was going to say. But I'm I'm still getting a lot of like rotting plant matter.
0: I'm not getting as much rotting plant matter, but the main body of the taste has a pretty big backhand of um, alcohol. Initial oaky tannic fading to sort of the balsa. I'm, not, I'm just not getting that that earthy rot. Um,
2: lucky you. That's in the smell. It, the taste is more of a smoky or woody
0: uh, smell. Lucky you. <laughs> um, there are times being able to detect subtle subtle flavors is not a is not a benefit
1: being being just shy of super taster status yes this sucks for me no so so there's this is i've been discussing the mouthfeel in the last couple this this one's kind of got a medium body a little oily Mm -hmm.
0: oh that's a good description it's got a long uh, not a not an incredibly long but it's got a solid long finish
1: yeah it's got a finish of decent duration and the finish is not unpleasant, as, as much as I've been bad mouthing the the palate and the top of the finish. The rest of it sits kind of nicely. It's it's got a little bit of that, like cereal grains, like you you know. Yeah, it's just that initial mouth is a little much. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's a little bit of a of an orange twist in in the palate. What a twist! Early finish, yeah. Can't can't say I found it particularly favorable, but it's definitely not you worse from from Loch Lomond. I've had <laughs> considerably worse, so I'm gonna do a reset before we move into the stuff. I, I, again, our reset brought to you by Cameron's Cold Brew Blend. When you when you want to have fresh fresh smells, snort some Camerons. I mean, that wasn't exactly where I was gonna take it, but I mean, fine. <laughs> it's not like we're getting paid.
0: Yeah, nothing nothing quite quite clears the nose like getting some coffee grounds up there.
2: What do you think about uh ginger as a palate cleanser?
0: I've never had ginger as a palate cleanser. The only worry I'd have is that we've had noses that have ginger in them. Uh, yeah, and that... so I'd be worried that I mean, we've had coffee. What 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 but... what I
1: will, what I will say about that is like so so like the coffee cleanses the nose and and we use sometimes a stronger cheese in this the, the the goat cheddar I've got's not the strongest cheese flavor I've got and it's just club crackers because the even when it leaves a little something it's not a lot and it's easy to, to pick that out when when playing with things ginger for me when when I I have some candy ginger in there uh, in, in, in my room uh, in my kitchen because I have digestive issues like I eat a fair amount of ginger ginger can linger and and sit there as a palate it, it would not it would cleanse the palate of everything else, but then the, the ginger is in there, and ginger can be a little peppery, so I, I, I don't know that I would trust my palate after that. But if I, like, I'm like eating something, and I want what I've eaten off my, my palate, then ginger works nicely, yeah. for sure.
2: I use it a lot with when I eat sushi. Yeah. I, I put a bunch of wasabi and hot sauce and, and try to induce a flame's response yeah. every time I eat that sushi, and the ginger just... Yeah gi- gi- ginger
1: and green tea are, are often served with sushi specifically because they cleanse the palate for for those particular flavors. And that, that's pickled ginger yeah. versus the the crystallized that I've got. And raw ginger oh, <laughs> you got to have a strong palate to like your your ginger raw. Like I'll do raw garlic once in a while when I decide I hate myself, mm-hmm. but like I love garlic, but raw garlic, woof, that's that's potent. And and raw ginger's kind of the same.
0: I've reset my nose twice and i have as well
1: with water there's something just, there but it's, but so it's gone so
0: fast i'm yeah. like i
1: need to reset and then i try again and i'm like oh i didn't get it so i I'm, it, 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 it's caramel slash candy corn is what i'm getting but it, yeah it, it's flash in the pan and like it's it's there and by the time you recognize what it is it's gone that's yeah. it exactly and two resets is is my limit yeah I I think my my slow inhale asthmatic ass is what's saving me and being able to pick something out where, where it's just gone so fast.
2: All right, my twenty five year old mind is making a connection. Five gum, evergreen flavor. It's a mint flavor, but it's slightly sweet.
1: Okay. So I'm not I'm not getting mint.
2: It's not a it's not a mint. It's it's more like a a spearmint or an uh, evergreen.
0: Honestly, this is reminding me of gin. I was going to say there's... there's, 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 which, there's a, which is where I can see where you're getting your... Because the, the, the...
1: Conifer Woods is definitely... Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: But it is different after the water.
1: Yeah, I'll give it that. The,
0: the unpleasant initial mouth is gone.
1: Yeah. It's leaning in the direction of, but not quite the level of quality that the Glen Glenmorangie was neat in our last episode. This...
0: I, I got a potent smack of tannins. That's where this is gone. I'm the the backhand of alcohol is gone, but now I'm getting oh, let me suck on that oak stave, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the body. And then for me, the finish, a, a little bit of
1: pepper and a whole lot of oak.
0: Yep. Kind of a little one notey.
1: Yep. I would say that's that's very much what this is. I won't say I'm impressed, but I will say I am more impressed than my expectations, <laughs> given our history. I, I am less depressed yes. than I
0: thought I would be. Here, here's here's some faint praise to be damned by. Now, I will say there's a lot of. I'm I'm going to skip some of the, the reading because we'll we'll start with the. The classic cork dorkery. Loch Lomond distillery has been distilling and crafting whiskey on the banks of Loch Lomond since 1814. Whiskies which are as beautifully delicious as the landscape is stunning. Often referred to as one of the world's natural wonders, Loch Lomond is perhaps the most picturesque and famous of all Scotland's lochs, Loch Ness would like to have a word. Long famed for its unique whiskey making properties, the region has been a whiskey has been has a whiskey history dating back to the eighteenth century, when illicit stills sent peat laden smoke across the tranquil shores of the Loch. A Loch which is home to fifty islands, each with their own story to tell. Each malt whiskey in the island collection is as subtly different as the islands of Loch Lomond themselves. And like the islands, each cask has evolved individually, developing unique characteristics which set them apart from their neighbors. We'd like to invite you on a journey of exploration to discover all the delights the Bespoke Islands Collection has to offer. It's a beautiful logo. This is Inchmuren Island, Loch Lomond. The enchanting island of Inchmuren is the largest of Loch Roman's islands and was once home to a chapel built by Christian monks in the 7th century. Known as the Grassy Isle, it is soft, rounded, and wonderfully wooded, attributes sought after in many a malt. Large enough to support a small community, Inchmuren lends its name to three distinctive whiskies in the island collection, each sharing the characteristics which make this
1: range beautifully unique, but there's three of them. Okay, so if, there, if there's three of them, it's possible then we've had all three now with this one.
0: Named after a rich an island rich in meadow and woodland, our eighteen year old has a strong oak character with hints of summer grass, tropical fruit, and zesty citrus notes. Our master Cooper back then was Tommy Wallace, who carefully selected the finest casks to mature the liquid in for a minimum of 18 years, allowing time and nature to bring out the sweeter characters of the wood. Inchmere, an 18-year-old, is non-chill-filtered to keep things just as nature intended. Well, I mean, I'll give them that it's uh, a lot of woody tannins.
1: I'll give it the grassiness, too. I, I just... Did a, a palate cleanse with just some water afterwards, and and uh, like clearing out the finish. And no, that's the grass was still there. Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty good tasting notes. Um, I didn't really get the citrus, but you know, I I got a hint of it. But so yeah, this it's the, these are probably some of the best tasting notes overall. Like I did not see anything in there. Is like what you're talking about, Willis, mm-hmm. and yeah, like everything was legit. I don't know that I actually found everything. But when they said it, it's like yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All that said, and wet was
0: better than dry. Or I night.
2: agree. I agree.
0: I I can't give it a really great score. I don't think it was terrible. I think I'm going to go with a 2.75. The meat was harsh. The The main mouthfeel was not that nice. and And wet, there's a whole lot of tannins, and I'm not a big fan of tannins. I can respect it, but I can't really like it. So, that's where I am.
2: Well, since I, in the last episode, scored the black... Uh, Johnny Walker black. Johnny Walker black. I scored that as a 3-5. And this was similar with the kind of oaky, woody woody uh, flavor. I would go about a 3-6 or 3-3-6-5. 3-6-5. That's a good score. I have no idea what a one is. I mean, maybe one, a fireball or something. One is
0: foul.
1: Yeah, well, one is you drink it and you have to force yourself to swallow it. Or more likely you just spit it out on a reflex. We've never uh, had a one. Uh, oh, have oh, oh, we, realistic... Had, we we have never had a one that was a single malt on this show. I
2: don't think uh, it's possible.
1: I I will say that I have had... Well, it's Okay. If one means the worst thing you've had in your mouth and you again for another time have the worst thing you've ever had and that is your one and then you have something worse that doesn't negate the fact that, that other thing was a one mm-hmm. at the time and you found a new one and that old thing is maybe now a one dot one. Like yeah. worst thing you've ever had is as subjective as everything oh, else. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and if, if you say that you could never have a one because there's always going to be something worse I feel where you're coming from. The lowest I think we've ever scored anything on the show, or the, the, the hosts have a scored realistic anything, score. has been, I think, like a 1-4 or a 1-3. Yeah, like, it it's seemed recall a 1-3. We certainly had some people like score things 1 or less than 1 because they found them just utter tosh. And that was and, a single malt? And, they, and, and Yeah, and they were single malts. So admittedly, one of them was someone who doesn't drink, um, try, s- tried to score something uh, as a 0, um but you know that's
2: the reason I scored the Walker a three five is because it did feel like it was just layering. The different it, it, it had a a light flavor, but then the smoke part was a very peaty flavor.
0: There is nothing wrong with whatever you score. Yep. I mean I I am not fond of that because of specific attributes of what it is. You like those things. Yeah, we've had we've we've gone through, and I don't know if we found every major or like the biggest, but we've had a one and a half or we, two. We,
1: we, we've definitely had at least one single malt where across the table the the, the gap was greater than one one point five in score. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like everybody's palette is different, like. Uh, I had a 1.5 difference myself in two different Belvinis that ostensibly were the same Belvini because they were single cask. (laughs) Yeah. And and that means that it's a crapshoot because single cask means everything in that bottle came out of a single barrel where most single malts you get, you know, this is the Inchmarin 18. They probably had 50 hogshead barrels that they mixed together Mm -hmm. and then all of them are, you know, it's mixed up and then all of them are bottled so that all of them are the same. The single cask, everything that came out of a single cask will be the same or very nearly the same, but the cask right next to it it could taste completely different because the wood is different. Uh, I mean, Whether it's at a door or near a door. Yeah, like if, if you have several casks in the warehouse and they're in completely different locations they can be vastly different. And
0: while they try to rotate them Humans do it. Maybe they forgot to
1: rotate it. Or or or, or this or, or they rotate every six months, and so this one wintered in this corner and summered in this corner, and this one summered in this corner and wintered, in, like, and it was yeah. different. So, yeah, it, it, it's very much a... It, it's also less likely with
0: 18, but with, uh, say, a 12 or a 10, uh, there will be, like, those 50 12-year-old hogsheads but the master distiller may taste it and say, it needs something to be really good. And so I'm going to take some of this 18 and add it. Because you, you are legally required to put an if you have an age statement, that is the youngest scotch. So if they had 18 and put in an eyedropper's worth of 10, it's a 10. Doesn't matter if it was 99% 18 and 1% 10, it's now a 10. That said, if you have eighteen and you add some twenty-five because it, it will improve the the quality, it's still an eighteen. So it's less likely that someone's going to use up their twenty-fives because they could sell that for a bunch. But it's not unheard of to have a twelve that you put in some fifteen or some mm-hmm. some some slightly older because you feel the need to bring the flavor in a particular direction.
1: So, so I need to score this. Yeah, you do. Thinking on things and, and being fair to everything else, uh, I would say that overall this hit me less than average, but at least it was not average. Mm-hmm. But because most of what I was pulling out of it was a negative and not a positive, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a two nine, which still I think is the highest. I'd give it an inch more in. It, this would be interesting. I, I, I might try to do like a full on rocks pour to see where not only a little extra wet but cold mm-hmm. does to it. Because obviously we're having them at room temperature because that's how I keep the stuff. And then the basement's a, t- a titch cooler than upstairs. But yeah, these, these are, are roughly sitting at like 65 to 70 yeah. degrees. It's not anything
0: I would call cold, but it is definitely sort of low end room temperature. Yeah. I will say, as, as was pointed out, gorgeous uh it's the stag of loch Loman, and they have a nice looking bottle and uh you know good packaging
1: yep and every time it's good packaging uh, i get concerned
0: yeah we've <laughs> we've we've been bitten by that bug a couple times yeah
1: hmm.
0: uh that that
2: that's packaging mm-hmm. it looks like uh, the bottle's trapped in a harp.
0: Yeah, it's some um, rare, rare earth magnets that hold that together. It's gorgeous. It's um, a display. It's it was, $300 and
1: worth not even a third of that.
0: Yeah, there are several of those as well. They're gorgeous.
1: Not so tasty. And,
0: and that's and that's all you can say
1: about them. They, they, they mix and well and that's in ginger all ale. I can
0: say about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty and they mix well in ginger ale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, to be fair, all except, was it the Odin? Yeah, the, the Odin was actually tasty, but not $300 tasty. No. No, not at all.
2: Do you guys order these online? Do you guys have friends? They're very rarely do we get things
1: online. You, usually I go to Total Wine or Top Value. I try to get things on sale where possible. I will we've try gone it. to Merwin's a couple of times. We've gone to... certics once we've gone to, twice. We've gone to certics a couple of times, and then... Um, I've brought Lynn Lake that's what I was trying to come up with before. I brought stuff Lidlake back comes. from uh, England cruises uh,
0: because they'll have like there was a uh, Lefroud Px which is only available uh, it's an expression that they've made specifically for duty-free so you know I got some duty free
1: yep and, um, and and then uh, the advantage of, of Dave having a job that has him travel he would often bring um american single malts from the very places he'd go or or uh, he was gracious enough there was a particular canadian expression i was trying to get my hands on that unfortunately does not ship to minnesota but he could pick it up when he was there and bring it back uh the unfortunate truth of how liquor laws work across this great country of ours it's complicated, and it often sucks. And Who can pay the biggest bribes? And, and unfortunately, uh, Minnesota, compared to some of our neighboring states, is that much more complicated to ship to. And so there's, there's some things that just don't come here that absolutely come to Wisconsin. So every once in a while, I drive to Hudson because it's worth the trip.
2: It is. There's so. a distillery that I just love up by Madeline Island. Um, on Lake Superior, it's called Copper Crow distilling.
0: Okay. what what do they make there?
2: Mostly vodka and gin, but you know out of rye and wheat mm-hmm. and uh, different different, you know they they experiment with different grains.
0: Very cool. And yeah, some of their uh, serves are really tasty. That's one of the things I, I like about that kind of thing, is people experimenting, trying new things. You get unique flavors. Sometimes, unfortunately, you get stuff where you're like, oh, God, put that back. You, you need to try again.
2: One of the other cool things about that Copper Crow Distilling is that it's uh, on a Native American reservation, uh-huh. so it's, I don't know, it's, it's reserva- reservation liquor.
0: <laughs> cool. There was that that beer that that uh, Dave wouldn't wouldn't stop talking about the the stuff made by the monks. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh,
2: I see. I've heard of that the monk stuff. I can't yeah.
0: remember the name of it or what. I it, it's a beer. It didn't enthrall me at all. Yeah,
1: so it's a it's a very specific thing that he's he's brought up a couple of times and. You generally have to order it six months in advance and then pick it up at a couple of places that you're allowed to pick it up at. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if. if but he knew he was going to be, I want to say, in Amsterdam at the time and he was able to get some. Yeah. If, if you like beer, I totally, you know,
0: good good job on you for finding. It's sort of like the less known distilleries. Right. I mean, people would do the same thing, look at us and go why are you so hot to get X, Y, Z? It's like, well, it's not available in the United States. Or, it, it's a closed distillery. And, and this is the last of the, the stuff that they made.
1: Well, I don't know what the luck do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you.
1: All right. So, mo- moving on to the second pour here. Oh, I love that sound. So, this is the Belvini Pete Week. Fourteen year, so this is a different Belvini peated that's fourteen years old from the one we've had previously. the The story of Pete Week, uh, I imagine, will be on the bottle somewhere, so we'll, we'll save that for for and, and getting to it later. But yep. needless to say, this is a peated Belvini, which means I am torn. We like the peaty. We like the peats. We don't like the Belvini so much. Are you familiar
0: with peat and and its involvement in Scotch? Well, that would be a lowland scotch.
1: Uh, <laughs> generally, it's actually the, the Isle of Isla, um, and, and not so much the lowlands. But yeah, it, there, there's a particular subset of, of Scotland that is known for their... Essentially,
0: species. you dry the barley, depending on whether you dry your own barley, or you buy barley, or there's a bunch of different variants. But if the, dry, if the barley is dried by peat, burning peat... That will infuse peat and smoke into the barley. And then when it's distilled, you get things like the Peat Monster, or Ardbeg, or Langevillin, or lefroy,
1: And the things that taste like Band-Aids and iodine that we love, love so much.
0: Yes, and that's, that's honestly where you get a huge divergence of Scotch fans. There are some of us who are like, oh, it's peaty and smoky, and salty, <laughs> give me that. And then there's some people who are like, this is peaty and salty and smoky. Ugh. And it's neither right or wrong. It's personal tastes. Just if you feel that way,
1: give me your goddamn scotch. <laughs> ah, you, you don't like that? I'll drink it for you. Here, have some Delwini.
0: Now, I have to say, there are some Delwinies that I like.
1: I, I love their 15-year uh, uh, Distillers Edition. Cigar Mott. <laughs> Was my go-to. Oh, that, that that's Dalmore, not
0: Dalwhinnie. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Winnie, um the Distillers is good, and I think I've had one other that I liked. But
2: I'm getting the aroma of varnish <coughs> right on the front. Mm. Varnish is strong for me. Yep.
1: Yeah. I had to go digging for the for the traditional Belvininess of the nose, which which again, like this is another distillery that that has that, and because I've been saying that for so long. I should really point out what I think that is, so for 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 me, a, a Belvini is the, um, a light lemon pledge focus on the lemon less on the pledge, a little bit of an isopropyl alcoholness to it, and a little bit of an iodine yeah. that, that's 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 okay. the Belvini and it sounds. Terrible.
2: It's actually very potent. It's but, the most potent smell that I've had um, so far.
1: Let me see here. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> The vapors might be a little stronger on this? Uh, this this
0: might be a wee bit stronger than the previous scotches. It's uh, 48.3.
2: That's a respectable number.
1: That, that's, that's the high end of non-cask strength.
0: Yeah, yeah there's a, a type of scotch that is known as cask strength and it is intended to be consumed wet because it is in the I mean it varies but 54-56% and it's there are a few that I've had that I can enjoy neat, and most of them I cannot, because they are overpoweringly
1: strong. Yeah, so staying in the nose of this, like, I, I feel the varnish of it, but the, the, the belvininess of it gets yeah. stronger and stronger, which, which means it gets pledgier and pledgier, which, you know, it, it's not varnished, but it, it's varnished furniture that's been cleaned. Mm-hmm. And Perrin is making an excellent face, mm. which does not bode well for me. Have a good sip.
2: Belvini is that is that Italian or something?
1: No, it it's Belvini is just the, the name of the distillery. It, it's just it, it it's got the the sound of it lends itself to being and you know we 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 make joke.
2: If uh, if the Lachlan was uh, something, Lachloman, well, Lachloman was something, I would imagine like the Peaky Blinders drink, then the Belvini is what an American gangster would drink.
0: Well. Maybe not this one. I'm looking forward to putting some wet, because neat, that was aggressive.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, the, the 48% of it uh, is well felt. Yep. It's very strong alcohol. It definitely
0: comes through with the peatiness. Mm-hmm. I give them absolute, there's no
1: bullshit about it's peaty.
0: Almost just dry. It's almost dry.
1: For, forgive my saying this, but the urininess of of <laughs> is still hitting for me. That, that's part of why I don't like it. I get a very urine, like slightly dehydrated person's urine. Normally, I feel kind of
2: healthy drinking this.
1: Yeah.
0: Normally, I go back and have another sip neat. I am not. You're
1: not gonna. No, hmm. I am.
0: I'm doing three drops. I and, and then I will do another one. That's that's more.
1: Oh. I'm doing my same number of steps only to get it down to the same amount of liquor in the glass for me to add the water. This is punishing. Yeah, no, I, I took a sip and I'm sitting on the back of my yeah, tongue. Yeah, it's got some backsplash on the second one. Oh my, that was... But mm. Perhaps I erred.
0: The nose has gone bye-bye.
1: Yeah, I... I, I, I generally state the fact that I, I find like you know band-aid and iodine fairly pleasant in my art bags and my, my in but this this is a this is a bloody gauze and no I'm not finding this as pleasant
2: I put some extra drops
0: of water in mine well the nose is gone with
1: three um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do my standard and then this will probably get a little extra water for for a second pass taste but I definitely need to palate cleanse because it is just sitting when i say ripe i mean unripe on the back of my tongue Um, no no
0: bueno so far this is the one that i want to put in my flask and take to convergence for people who are like would you have scotch yes
1: (laughs) here glug this but we'll see yes we, we, we we joke that oftentimes because we're known for doing this show and walking around Convergence, people will often say, Hey, what are you drinking? Let me have a sip. Because they know we're going to have some scotch. We have the public flask and the private flask. And the public flask tends to be punishment scotch. And and the private flask tends to be something we actually want to share with people we care about. And us being us, people will drink from the punishment flask and still say they enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh, we know you're lying because we know what we gave you. So, <laughs> Oh, this is amazing. Well, you got that right. <laughs> And then there's a couple of people that are like, well, it's possible they're being genuine. And if that's the case, can I give them the bottle? Because I want it out of my house. Yeah. Are you familiar with Convergence?
0: mm Well, I will tell you about it as soon as we finish the, the, the pour. I, uh, well, okay, I'm getting a super faint sweetness that I cannot... Maybe it's a, um, floral, a very faint floral sweetness.
1: I would agree.
2: I, I think so as well with the water. Um,
1: yeah,
2: Opening it up, I'm
1: getting a lilac or something. Yeah, the the nose just dies. Mm. That is sweet. Well, it's a lot better after my first
0: wet. A it, lot lemony, a little less pledgy. Yep, there's definitely a lemon punch. The alcohol is reduced.
2: Mm-hmm. The, the smokiness f- takes a backseat as well.
0: Yep. It's there, but it's it's remote. The finish... Is long as one would expect. It it starts to fade from that lemon lemoniness to kind of a
1: tongue depressor or a um, tongue depressor slash old popsicle stick. See for me, it is it's lemon to match head, and then goes to the mm. to the tongue depressor. I think I dodged the match head. I, I, there, there there's a slight like burnt sulfuriness... To the wood of it before it fades to just the wood. I'm trying to decide if I like it or not.
2: It's it's just the the 48 percent. It stings at the front. So mm-hmm. I've I've, I've got a sufficient
1: eat. amount in my glass that I'm going to add a little extra water. Yeah, and see it's where it
2: definitely goes. meant to be drink drunk uh, drink with water or with uh, with ice or something.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's too much otherwise. So this is now. Full, full wet. The reset. nose is the nose is just gone. I'm not even. I tried.
1: I'm not resetting. It's gone. There's the subtle hint that there's something in this glass, and that's that's all that there is to the nose. Very wet. It's um, lemon acetone. Yeah, it's not terrible.
0: It's just lemon with um. um the finish is now. I'm back to the tannic fin- finish. So there's a lot on this can. Yeah, it looks there's, like
2: some sort of what periodic table. There's the
0: <laughs> the Belvini distillery schedule.
2: Ah, uh, full calendar.
0: Twenty. This is a so this is the peat week peated whiskey, matured exclusively in American oak, aged fourteen years.
2: There's some sort of illustration of the aerating process, and uh, there's
0: the the uh, peat fire heat-drying process. Since 2002, our distillery has dedicated one week each year to run heavily peated barley through our whiskey-making process, creating a distinctly different Balvini distillery style, one perhaps more similar to that of 50 years ago. The chosen week as Peat Week changes each year, and they have marked out from 2002 to 2014 The Week of Peat Week, because, of course. And then there's the organic composition of peat, and the difference between Highland peat and Isla peat, and the kiln-drying method that they use. This single malt is from the first batch of heavily peated whiskey to be made at the Belvini Distillery in more than 50 years, matured exclusively in our American oak casks for the last 14 years. Our malt master... Carefully sampled the aging whiskies, cask by cask, selecting only single malt characters. Character, character uh, sorry, only single malt characterized by a balance of smoke and the sweet, honeyed Balvini distillery style. And I think he drank too much and failed. So this does have gentle, sweet peat smoke on the nose with some lighter floral notes and delicate butterscotch honey. Velvety and round to taste with the peat smoke balancing citrus flavors. Oak vanilla, oaky vanilla, and blossom honey. This finish has gentle smoke with a lingering and creamy vanilla sweetness.
2: Maybe like when you drink raw
0: vanilla. Not the smell though. Someone flicks raw vanilla in your eyes. Oh God! It's like drinking Belvedi. Um I think that's a lot of bullshit. That's a lot of cork dorkery. I mean, yeah, maybe we got some honey or I, some.
1: I I would give it fifty percent on accuracy. Yeah, I, I I would say some of it is a little wishful thinking. All the things that reference delicateness are bull. Delicate
0: butterscotch honey, the peat smoke balanced with citrus flavors.
1: Uh, no. I mean, whatever the delicate is, um, apparently my palate is the bowl in that china shop. Because it crashed right through all that that delicate.
0: Yeah. The first wet wasn't
1: bad. It
0: wasn't really good, but it wasn't bad. The neat, and with six drops, six drops was eh. And neat was just unpleasant.
1: Honestly, I found the extra wet, I think, to be where I would land as, as my, my favorite on this. So, again, this might be something I would try with a, with a true rock score. But, again, it's a Belvini and, therefore, not my favorite anyway. It
0: starts suspect.
1: Yeah. And, and obviously, I'm scoring it fairly with everything else. But, like, it falls kind of where I thought it was going to because of what it is. Uh, I'm going to break tradition and go first this time. Please do. Um... Yeah, uh this is unexpected. I liked it less than the inch but not too much less. I'm gonna give this a uh two seven five. Um it was just it's it's not all that happy. I don't like Belvini. I th- that is it is just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I like Pete, the Pete helps. Doesn't save it. <laughs> Uh, and honestly, I, I think it being that 48% also doesn't help it either. I think if this had come at 40, it mm-hmm. might be better. Like I said, I liked it extra wet, so yeah. I, I think that it's, it's not doing it any favor. And, and unfortunately, as much as we say this would go well with ginger ale to a lot of things, the peated is the things that we generally don't say that for. Yeah. This might go well in Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, I don't know about ginger Rude. ale. Uh, Dr. Pepper is the universal mixer. Uh, it doesn't mix everything. I mean, don't don't put brewed champagne in there. But, like, almost anything works okay in Dr. Pepper. Paint? Well, only the leaded kind. Um, so, yeah, this, this just was not... It's not my bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mileage may vary. Dave, you're welcome to this because I know you'll probably like it.
0: If you're a fan of Belvinis I can totally see you enjoying it. It's an interesting... I give them credit for a peated... Variant, yeah. Um, did you want to? Did you want to go?
2: I think so. Uh, after listening to both of your reviews, I think I've come up with a good answer. I'm going to give this a four, <laughs> just because I've never had Belvini before. Uh-huh. I think the flavor is, although it's extremely potent and uh, and the alcohol is strong, um, it's a unique flavor, and I think that. And uh, the it's a talking piece. Um, you bring this to a party. You definitely want to drink it with a glass of ice, which is how I would prefer. Mm-hmm. And I think the the uh, uh, the packaging actually plays a role in my review here um, because I it's just a lot of a lot of good descriptions, uh, cool uh, mm-hmm. uh, visual graphics about how it's made. So there's a lot to talk about with with the piece. I think it's. It would be nice to display too.
0: Nice.
1: Oh, and we didn't mention it is a slightly yellowier. Yeah, in the glass, this 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 was paler. This was closer to straw in the glass than it was to amber.
0: Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. I just totally forgot to, to mention it. Oh, no, I think that's great that you enjoyed it and gave it a 4.
2: Uh, plus, uh, it's free for me, so... Yeah, well... I can't uh, give a low score to free Free, free stuff liquor? does
1: taste better. Maybe this is why I always score things a little bit lower than the rest of you. I'm the one paying for it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two five, Highlighting that everybody has
0: different tastes. I really didn't find the combination of flavors that they did worked for me. I can acknowledge some of the aspects. I appreciate that it's a peated belvini and you know the stuff that they did I found it either too much or too little. And and it just it didn't sing for me. But I love the fact that you you really you gave it a four.
2: If my dad told me it was a 5, I would use that as a marker.
0: There you go. Everybody's different. Real quick, just to, before we do uh, flogging of things, or, or uh, putting, it, putting things out there for people, real quick, the, the uh, Convergence that I brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Convergence is a science fiction uh, con- uh, and everything else convention that's here in the Twin Cities. Uh, it is held, um, generally speaking, on the first full weekend in July. Uh, over the 4th of July weekend, but for example, last year I think the 4th of July was Tuesday.
1: Yeah, so, th- th- this this year 4th of July is going to be on a Thursday, so like the first day of the convention proper will be the 4th of July. Yeah,
0: because if you go to the first full weekend before that, you're before July. And it is a four-day convention held at, God, I'm
1: blanking on the name of the hotel. The, the Hyatt in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah,
0: And it's... I don't know what the attendance will be, but it is somewhere in the 3,500 to 4,000 range. Uh, the last couple of years, that is true.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's, it's recovering from COVID as well. Yeah, at, at its height, it was in excess of 6,000. We're, we're hoping to, to cross 4,000 this year um, to, get, to get closer to real numbers. Um, yeah. So a lot of things is, is you know, we've, we've been uh, continuing the masking policy uh we're, we're, we're this year um that's that's loosening i don't know if that's public yet i suppose i should probably maybe be careful about that but like so we're we're, we're gonna be like closer to back to normal right um which for, for, for several people will bring them back and there'll be a few people to be like but i liked the new normal damn it well no, then um, wear a mask is. yeah yeah absolutely uh, we, we still encourage anyone who wants to like we, we we would like to normalize uh that as a choice that you can Make for yourself, for, for your own health. Like, absolutely do that. I will probably right. actually be wearing a mask, even though I quote-unquote don't have to, because I hate con crud. And mm-hmm. I, I have survived not having it for several years now, and would like to keep it that way.
0: But they, it's uh, movies, television,
1: books, art, science,
0: anime. Uh, it, it's basically anything that you can tie to science fiction fantasy geekdom. Even tenuously, I mean, Magic: The Gathering. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a gaming room uh, with a zillion different games, ranging from you know RPGs to whatever board games and some computer games. And we've we've had Jet Propulsion Laboratories scientist who's also a huge geek. Uh, We've had cosplayer too. A (laughs) physics professor from the U who is also a huge geek. Uh, he, his book was um, uh, The su- uh, Science of Superheroes. Yep. He's written another one, but that was the, the I, one. God, that's li- fantastic. I love it. I, I, I believe those. we've
1: had Dr. Jim on the show, haven't we? I swear No,
0: we did. didn't we? I thought we did. No, we need to get Dr. Okay, Jim. Okay, we need to get Dr. Jim. Uh, Jim Kakalios, who's a friend of the show um, and uh, guest of honor and all sorts. But it's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, if you've never been, but you enjoy science fiction, what did you get, Ken? I don't know. I'll find out later. The uh, if you're into science fiction in any of its parameters, um, convergence is a is a blast, and it runs from basically about noon on Thursday until Sunday night. So it's it's a experience, hmm. and it's been going for twenty six years. Five five. Well, this will be this will be, this will be 25 That's right.
2: Well, I'm a huge fan of the MN Ren Fair, so this is definitely something I'll have to check out. and you, it, it should be right in the scope of right around the time that the state fair is going on as well.
0: It's uh, it's about a month before state fair. Oh,
2: so you you can get a jump on your well we have a lot of fair convention a, cosplay experience. A
0: lot of people who go to state fair and who work at the Renaissance Festival attend or work the at Convergence. So, we try not to overlap.
1: Technically speaking, Jim has been on the show.
0: Oh, when we were, when we were at the con. He he
1: he he, he, he was in our 2014 Co- Convergence special edition episode 1. Fine. So he, he he was in the first Convergence special edition that we ever did. So, yeah. Um I I knew we'd had a I knew we'd had his voice on the show.
0: Okay. The only thing I have to mention is if this comes out about mid Mid December, I believe there will still be performances of "It Is an Honorable Life," which I, that is I highly recommend people go see at the mound, probably the Mounds View
1: Theater. Yep, it's definitely Mounds Theater. I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm certain it like is. A it's a wonderful life in the Klingon universe.
1: No way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's well up until last year they were doing. Um, uh, I think honorable life. This is this is their third or fourth year. They've been they've been running it for a little while. It had been the Klingon Christmas Carol for a while, but they, uh, for for reasons, it is now something else. Um, and it's it, it is it, it's honorable life. I'm not hundred percent who wrote it, but I I know that we are one of the first performances, if not the first performance venue for that particular show. Excellent. Anything anyone else? Wants I, I to? don't I don't think I've got anything in, in late December going on. I mean, uh, for those of you who celebrate, enjoy your holidays, solstice, mm-hmm. Christmas, what have you. And I, I will probably try to do something for New Year's this year. I don't know what, but I want to do something rather than the nothing I've done for the last couple.
0: And congratulations for surviving 2023. I hope everybody's 2024 is an awesome one because dear god i'd really like an awesome year
1: I, I i'd like to hopefully have a job in the next year because i don't i don't know that i want to go unemployed for a whole nother year that'd be nice and, yeah yeah I'm, I'm honestly surprised i'm as sane as i am considering uh, no, sure no no i said sane as i am like I, i've not gotten <laughs> considerably worse like ordinarily when i have the job doing my staycation for a week Mm-hmm. I was itching to get back to work after a week. Uh, the fact that I've gone this long, mm-hmm. still don't have a job, and I'm kind of like, eh. like that is insane to me. I I thought that I would have like been dying for a job at this point, point. I'm not. Hmm. Well, I'm not ready to be retired because I don't have the money for that. Yeah, and like if if I have the money for that, like I I never saw myself retiring because I didn't think I'd ever like mentally be able to mm-hmm. deal with it. I'm like oh. no. I can't. I just need to make sure I stay addicted to video games yeah. or something else and distract
0: me. I, if I ever win a lottery uh, and call in Rich, I'm sorry, I won't be in. I've come down with Rich. Um, I've come down with permanent affluenza? I, I, yeah, I can do that in a heartbeat. I would retire like nobody's business. But, as you said, if you don't have the money, you don't have the retirement. Yeah. So, there you go. Now, now comes the time, now that we've released you from the basement... Uh, That we have kept you in for the last two weeks. You have had plenty of time to practice your toast. That you're toasting us out at the end of the show. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, what toast shall we end the show with, sir? Uh,
2: To drinking and knowing things.
0: Here, here. Two things I can get behind.